today's learning is uh, as a schus, as a merit for the for the yard site of a special person. His name was uh, Shlomo ben Benyamin. And his neshama should have an aliyah, as we say, his soul should be elevated. Okay, so let's, we're up to page 398 now. And we're continuing with the names of Hashem. And we're up to, we, we so far went through Elohim, and then we went through Yudke Vavke, the explicit name of Hashem. And now we're going through a different name of Hashem. This is the name of Hashem that is first said when Moshe is asking for what sort of way is he going to establish his credibility when he goes back to the Jewish people and says that I am being sent on behalf of God. So God uses a certain name, and it's an interesting name, and it's not even clear that this is a name of Hashem, but the we understand that it actually is a name of Hashem, okay? So the name of Hashem, Hashem says to Moshe, your sign that I am sending you is that you should say to them, asher okay, which means I shall be what I shall be. A little bit of a cryptic name. So this name of Hashem, it too may possibly be one of God's names indicative of it, of this, or it may not be one of God's names at all, but rather a conjugation of the verb to be. So what would that mean? In other words, when this name of Ehiyah, is it a name of Hashem that in and of itself is actually descriptive? Or is it not descriptive and rather like the opposite of descriptive in a way that's saying, don't try to get closer to the true understanding. With this description, God sought to deter people from con contemplating his true essence, which is incomprehensible. Thus, when Moshe asked God, saying, they will say to me, what is his name? God answered him by saying, should they ask for something which they cannot comprehend? This was similar to what the angel said to Manoach, that Manoach is the father of Shimshon Hagibar. Why do you ask my name? It is hidden. When God said, I shall be that which I shall be, he meant to say, tell the people, I shall be which means that I shall be. That is, I am the existent being who will exist for them when they seek me out. Let them not seek any greater proof of my existence than the fact that I will be there for them and let them accept me on that basis. This is why God then told Moshe to tell the Jews, I shall be has sent me to you. In other words, this is the idea is to express that this is the God that will accompany throughout all of history, throughout all of recorded time, Indeed, the way the, the rabbis understand this, the way the rabbinic tradition teaches, what God was telling Moshe to tell the Jewish people is that I will be with you in the future exiles the same way I was with you in this initial exile in Egypt. And Moshe says that's not the best way to win people's confidence by telling them that they're going to be kicked into exile again in the future. That's not going to lead them to want to buy in, right? So Hashem explains why this is uh, still something that's important to express. God had already indicated to Moshe this same proof of his existence by saying, for I will be with you. And this is the sign for you that I have sent you. The very fact, right, that is the sign that I have sent you is the fact that I will be existent for you in all places. So I think there's something which you have to understand. It's an important point to, to, to grasp. How is this a sign? What, what exactly are we really trying to establish over here? How, how does that do anything, right? So I, I think the answer is like this. I think the answer is that there was a tradition that had been passed down and held in secret. And that tradition was that the God of Israel is always going to be together with the God of Israel. And that when someone comes forward and says, I am coming on behalf of the God of Israel, and he said he will always be with the people of Israel, right? So when he does that, then that will be clear that this is somebody coming on behalf of the true God. 
So afterwards, God indicated a similar principle to Moshe by telling him to say, the God of your forefathers sent me to you, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. That is, they too proved my existence in this fashion, since it was well known that these individuals had divinity with them constantly. The name Elokeo Elokim, ruler of rulers, reflects the fact that all active forces require God, and that he organizes and leads them. The same is true for Adonai HaAdonim, right, Lord of Lords. Right, so this is an idea expressing, once again, that these are ways of showing that he has, uh, he, uh, God is in charge of all active forces. Adonai Adonim is a very similar idea. The name El, it's another name for Hashem, derives from the word Eyalos, source of strength. God is the source of all forces and is too exalted to resemble any of them. It is therefore appropriate to say, who is like you among the Elim? Meaning the collective group of Els. Right? It's a whole bunch of them, right? Who was like you among? The name Kadosh, Holy One, indicates that God is sanctified and elevated by any moral attribute, so that if such is attributed to him, it is only meant figuratively. This is why Yeshayo heard angels calling out, Holy, 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 incessantly. This meant that because of the impurities of the nation amongst which God's glory dwell, God was exalted and elevated among any of their understanding. In this vein, Yeshayo, Isaiah, also saw God sitting upon an exalted and lofty throne. The import of Holy One, therefore, is a spiritual being who cannot be physical, nor can anything which is attributed to the physical be attributed to him. Right, so we discussed many times before, but I, think I always find it important. I, I find it uh, insightful, meaningful. The idea of saying that we describe Hashem as Kadosh, 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 Holy, 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 removed, removed, removed. But the entire world is full of his glory, right? So in terms of the essence of God, the true essence of God is very, very high, very, very removed, very far away from anything that we can come close to. The term Kadosh Yisrael, the Holy One of Israel, is a description of the divinity that attached to Israel, to Yaakov, and subsequently to his many descendants. By attached, we mean attachment of thought and leadership, not physical contact. For this reason, not just anyone who so desires can say, my God and Holy One, unless he's speaking figuratively and in the traditional sense, that God leads our people in general. But to say it in the literal sense would not be appropriate unless one is a prophet or a saintly person to whom the divinity is attached. This is why Yeravim said to the prophet, supplicate before the Lord your God, because Yeravim was not at the level for God to be his God. This is a very important point for students of Tanakh, for people who study the, the prophets. Often we see this kind of term where they're describing the people of Israel will describe to the prophet as your God, right? And, and it's just like weird. What do you mean? Why your God? It's our God, right? The answer is that there is an added element of understanding, an added element of recognition of the nature of God that some unique individuals reach a, a level of understanding. And therefore, it's more appropriate for them to be calling my God. Right? Just as holiness, when used to describe God, indicates elevation, the same is true when describing the Jewish people. God's intention was for this nation's status among other nations to be like a king among the commoners. As it says, you shall be holy, for I, the Lord, I, the Lord your God, am holy. And that's what it says at the end of Kedoshim Tiyu in Vayikra, right, in Leviticus, this concept. So, the entire reason why we are supposed to be holy, the entire reason why we have any sort of a higher level of existence or whatever it is that you want to say that the Jewish people have, 
The entire reason is because we are supposed to be the representatives, the ambassadors of Hashem in this world, right? And therefore, we have to have a different status to make it clear that there's something unique. And that will be the way to show the rest of the world that Hashem indeed exists. The name Adonai, when written as pronounced, right? In other words, we pronounce two different words as Adonai. One is Aleph Dalad Nun Yud, that actually is spelled Adonai, and we pronounce Adonai. But the other one is spelled Yud Hey Vav Hey, but instead of pronouncing it the way that it actually is written, we pronounce it as also Adonai. It doesn't really identify it exactly the same way, because if it did, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't need to write two different words, right? You would always just write one or the other, and that would be sufficient. But rather, it only approximates an identifying name. This name really identifies a tangible manifestation in lieu of God's true essence, which has no tangible manifestation. Some names will therefore identify divine manifestations, provided they emanate directly from God, and in turn, affect other things in creation. To cite an analogy, when we wish to identify the human intellect, we say that it is seated in the heart or the brain. We refer to it as this intellect or that intellect, as if it were confined to a certain part of the body. But this is merely figurative because we cannot truly point to something that does not occupy a finite space. Even though all the limbs act as instruments of the intellect, they nevertheless act via the heart or the brain. Thus, these primary organs of the intellect are referred to as the seat of the intellect. Okay, so when we say intellect over here, we, we don't speak just about something that can be boiled down or can be, you know, loosely mapped on, uh, you know, some sort of neuro, neuro uh, scans. That's not what we're referring to. That is certainly the, the bulk of it, and that's how it's manifested in the physical world and how we are able to quantify it in the physical world. But of course, there's a, a higher element of that as well, which cannot be pointed to or at all at all um, limited to a specific space or time because it's, it's far greater than that. Okay. So you're going to continue tomorrow based on this analogy uh, and, and along the same, same line, same vein. Take care, everyone. Be well.